You're listening to the Inner Light with Ellen podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Wyoming Deloy. I'm a coach in Portland, Oregon, who works with people across the US and occasionally the world. I help people to transition from where they are to where they want to be, removing limiting beliefs, barriers, and imposter syndrome along the way. On this show, I bring you conversations with leaders in wellness, spirituality, healing, mindfulness, and more. We also dive into themes around intuition, equity, racial justice, and what it means to be living here in the 21st century. I'm excited to bring you each episode. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. And if you love the show, leave a five-star review so others can find us. If you want to learn more about my work and what I do, go to ellenwyomingdeloy.com. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. So earlier this week, I had um, someone that I work with send me a note to ask about how to do meditation or grounding or kind of energetic clearing work while in the midst of waves of grief. And in the moment, I was hoping to uh, be able to connect with them that day, uh, but it didn't. Our schedules didn't work out, and so I ended up sending just a just kind of like a mini you know, audio clip over to them to share some thoughts on it. And as I listened to it later, what I had sent, it made me want to reinvestigate it a little bit deeper. And so um, I will be sharing this with them, but I wanted to turn it into something broader in case anyone else is experiencing something like this or knows that at some point or another, they could, they could use this. And their question was around how to hold space for themselves while getting hit with waves of grief. And their question was like, you know, the practice that they usually use wasn't working for them and do they need to do something differently or just roll with it? And as I've had now another couple days to sit and marinate inside of those questions, I felt more ready to explore different ways of experiencing this. So grief really feels like giant undulating ocean waves to me. And that would be the symbolism or analogy I would use to explain it because sometimes it's gently rocking in the background and then sometimes it just really rises up and the current flows strongly, and then it's crashing onto the beach, and you just sort of fall apart in those moments. And it reminds me about noticing only that grief is an aspect of the quality of mind when the energy of that grief is hitting us. And we become the grief for a while, and we forget the everything else that exists and we become the wave of the ocean when really we are also still just the entire ocean. We are the water that makes it up and we have capacity for the great, the grief and the great waves of grief that can come because the ocean can do many things. You become turbulent, it becomes calm, 
It has different temperature gradients. It can support life and it can be affected in ways that don't support life. Um, but it is big and deep and wide and complex. And it is more than just the waves on the surface. And so in terms of a meditation about meeting grief, maybe sometimes it's a little bit more about appreciating that we have merged with the wave of grief for these moments and everything that does arise will eventually fall away and trying to ignore the waves or meditate away the waves may not be the best approach or the answer. And I don't think that the person I'm working with was asking about that, like making them go away. It was more about how to better be with it or connect while it's happening to feeling grounded. And so while it can be extremely ungrounding to ride these ocean waves, perhaps these tsunami waves of grief, knowing that eventually you will land again when the waves break, when they crash onto the shore, that you will be on land once again is just sort of the comfort that you can know that you're always rising and falling and the waves change heights and then the waves go away and then you're resting again. Now, this is significantly only about the moments of riding those waves. There are the other aspects of it, which is around the relationship and what's happening and why the grief is occurring. And this is about the transition and the changes that are happening. This is highlighting for us our attachment points and our love and our connection to others that are shifting, whether it be a relationship closing or a life ending or just something happening, people moving further and farther apart. It's, a, it's, a, it's about the transition that is so hard. It feels like involuntary separation. It feels like I'm imagining when you have to take off a Band-Aid and it's too sticky and it really hurts to remove the Band-Aid. It's the attachments and the adhesions that cause the rippling waves of grief or pain and suffering. And so not in the moment of being in the tsunami and the great waves of grief hurtling over the surface of the ocean towards the shore, but maybe in the moments after the waves have broken and a person is collecting themselves and breathing and looking for grounding again in those between moments, that might be the time to sit in mindfulness and awareness and become aware of where the attachment points are in our bodies. Very often these will be in the heart space, the heart strings being pulled, the timbers of the heart being flexed beyond a point that anyone thought possible. And noticing here that they can flex and they don't have to break or they might break. 
and something will grow again in its place. And just noticing how when we shift with different transitions, particularly those that we do not want to have happen, it is our resistance to the transition that makes the pulling stronger. And this is not a demand to accept what is happening in the moment that may not be possible. But to understand that what rises will fall, not only in terms of ocean waves of grief, but in terms of life cycles, and that things come together and things separate, people come together, people separate, lives come into being, and lives go out of being in terms of physical form. Meditating on the cyclical natures of those patterns to reinsert oneself back into the bigger cycles and ebbs and flows of life can be a mindfulness opportunity when not in the crux of the crashing wave moment. Because in that space, we can also remember that while Forms rise and fall and are born and then depart. The energetic components that fuel them are ever present. They are just over time changing form from the very subtle, energetic, perhaps only spiritual level, and then becoming manifest into physical form. Very much like the seed of a tree, which is impossibly small somehow takes the energy of light and sun and heat and brings together and assembles components to put carbon into physical form to grow roots in a trunk and then in a tree. Humans on their own genetic and biologic timescape are doing the same thing and there's an inner energy that I believe animates us and is formless, but has taken form when we are in life and then is still present, yet not in form when the physical form decays. And so the mindfulness here, outside of the direct crisis moments of grief, is to be with the cycles of change that are always happening that we may not always remember when we are in those moments of strong resistance to the separation and the pulling on the adhesions of our attachments. And there's no judgment here on the attachments. This is really about our connections with other people that are so comfortable and familiar in a certain form and our deep discomfort when they change form because of different timelines, life experiences, and things that are happening. I'll leave it at that for today. 
I welcome any inquiry or reflection or questions or comments or your own experiences on this, be they similar or widely different, um, to just hear more about how others have experienced navigating, centering themselves and becoming grounded amidst waves of grief when they hit. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in today and listening to the show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. And if you love the show, leave a five-star review so others can find us. To learn more about my work and what I do, go to ellenwyomingdeloy.com. Thanks. See you next time.